Could the saint and the Boston Strangler become jet-setting buddies in a colourful adventure series made in the early 1970s? With Roger Moore supplying the charm and Tony Curtis the charisma, the answer was a resounding yes. I'm Stephen Archibald and welcome to my podcast. I don't know who this imposter is. Carla Wilkes, she says. You don't think you're going to get away with this, do you? Well, she's certainly trying, I'll tell you that. Daniel. Yeah, what? I think that we should have Carla Wilkes contest. Right, I agree with you. I don't know if this is some kind of joke, but the next time I get in touch with you, it'll be through my lawyer. Oh, outrage dignity. Nice. <laughs> you know, Daniel, the best form of defence is attack. Hello. I bid you a warm welcome to They Came From Within Cult Movie Reviews Last of the famous International Playboys The Persuaders 1971 to 1972 The Persuaders An escapist TV series you can easily love even if it's just for the banter the funky far out costumes or the occasional nightclub dance sequence. The show's concept was fanciful, and the great stars, plus their top quality guests, made it all so highly watchable. And it remains a treat to this day. A couple of spoilt, mega-wealthy playboys get coerced by a retired judge into solving cases that are usually outside the police's reach with Roger Moore portraying Lord Brett Sinclair an Oxford educated nobleman who had been an officer in the British Army and with Tony Curtis playing Danny Wilde a man who grew up poor in the Bronx before amassing a fortune in the oil business and the marvellous Lawrence Naismith portrayed Judge Fulton The series was launched in a delightfully memorable manner with Brett Sinclair's Aston Martin DBS chasing Danny Wilde's snazzy red Ferrari all over Monte Carlo before the two men have an energetic fist fight in an upmarket restaurant and it was nice having the beautiful but ill-fated Imogen Hassel as the show's first leading lady. She played Maria Lorenzo, the sister of a notorious mafia boss. Several talented, beautiful women would appear in The Persuaders, including Joan Collins, Susan George, Sinead Cusack, Catherine Schell and Kate O'Mara. In fact, I found Sinead Cusack mesmerising in the episode entitled Take 7, even though she played a heartless con artist. And among the fine male guest stars, we had Peter Bowles, Terry Thomas, Patrick Troughton, Ian Hendry, and Peter Vaughan. The Persuaders was produced by the production company ITC, who were legendary for making adventure series. In the 1960s, and 1970s and it was led by a powerful mogul called Lord Lou Grade. ITC's productions included The Saint, Randall and Hopkirk 
deceased, the champions, the prisoner, and Department S. And they were involved in such Jerry Anderson productions as Thunderbirds, Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons, and the first series of Space 1999. ITC were even one of the production companies involved in The Muppet Show. Most, if not all, of the ITC shows had fabulous theme tunes. One of their finest was For the Persuaders, a rich atmospheric number which was composed by the great John Barry. It was one of the last episodes of The Saint which provided the inspiration behind The Persuaders. In The Ex-King of Diamonds, Simon Templar teamed up with a Texan oilman called Rod Huston. In an adventure set in Monte Carlo, Huston was played by Stuart Damon, who portrayed Craig Sterling in The Champions. ITC wanted Roger Moore to have an American co-star to ensure that the show would be picked up in America. Rock Hudson and Glenn Ford both turned the role down before Tony Curtis was approached and Roger Moore is said to have approved of the casting. Did you know the deceased? No, why should I? She was a British subject. There are 50 million of us. Well, what do you want with me? My knowledge of English is what you put on a uh, cue ball, a spin, you know. The questions are necessary, gentlemen. They are part of my job. Well, then, why don't you do your job, pal, and find out why she drowned? How does anybody drown? Water enters the lungs. Yes, it's uh, quite simple. You can do it without even a lesson. The Persuaders was innovative. In that, it was filmed in a series of actual European locations. Namely, France, Italy... Spain, Sweden, Monaco, and Switzerland. ITC shows had usually relied on studio settings and back projection to create the illusion of being in another country. Filming also took place at Pinewood Studios. Over the years, there have been conflicting reports about whether Moore and Curtis got on with each other. Curtis could be difficult on set and he had a heavy marijuana habit. He was even arrested at Heathrow Airport en route to filming The Persuaders for possessing cannabis. Even so, both men claimed their relationship was amicable and Roger was even quoted as saying Tony and I had a good on and off screen relationship. We are two very different people but we did share a sense of humour. No matter what the truth about this is, Moore and Curtis shared a great chemistry on screen. Returning to the subject of glamorous co-stars, a number of the ladies who appeared in The Persuaders were stars in other cult TV shows. Juliet Harmer, who played Georgina Jones in Adam Adamant Lives, popped up in two episodes. And Annette Andre, who portrayed Jeannie Hopkirk in Randall and Hopkirk Deceased, was in the episode called Power Switch. And then there's Rosemary Nichols, who appeared in the episode Green Sleeves. Rosemary was Annabel Hurst in Department S. Moving on to Catherine Schell, 
who's in the episode The Morning After. She played Maya in the second series of Space 1999. And finally, we have Sue Lloyd, who's in the episode called Take 7. Sue portrayed Cordelia Winfield in the ITC adventure series The Baron. First-rate directors worked on The Persuaders, such as The Hammer Favourite, Roy Ward Baker, who helmed four episodes, and Leslie Norman, the father of the marvellous film critic Barry Norman, who directed six episodes. And Brian Clemens and Terry Nation were among the show's writers. Despite being in his mid-40s, at the time of filming, Tony Curtis performed many of his own athletic stunts. He was most impressive in the second episode, The Gold Napoleon, where he climbed into a busy warehouse, and Tony got to show off his fencing skills in episode four, Green Sleeves. The Persuaders ran for one series, comprised of 24 episodes, and shooting took place between May 1970 and June 1971. And even though it was a big hit in Europe, it failed to crack America, unfortunately. Going up against the likes of Mission Impossible didn't help. And besides, Roger Moore had then decided to take up a rather significant role, that of playing James Bond. The first episode, Brian Clemens' Overture, was aired in the UK on the 17th of September 1971. And the final episode, Terry Nation's Someone Waiting, went out on the 25th of February 1972. The stars of this show may no longer be with us, but we will be able to savour their on-screen magic for some time to come. I'm Stephen Archibald, and thank you for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. All of my episodes are available from most podcast hosts, and you can even follow me if you like. I hope you found this podcast persuasive. Take good care of yourself, and goodbye for now. I had a cousin who gave his mother for a birthday a very exotic bird, spoke five different languages. Well, a couple of days later, he gets worried. He calls his uh, mother and he says, well, uh, listen, uh, Ma, did you get my present? And she said... Delicious. Wait a minute. Delicious, he says. But Ma, that was a genuine South African cockamamie bird and it spoke five different languages. And she said... Well, he should have said something.